Hello everyone. Welcome to Immortal Type. My name is William Vincent Carlton. We are doing our first medium podcast today, which I'm very excited about. I have decided to use the service buzzsprout.com and they're not sponsoring any part of this message. I'm just happy to have a podcasting service that I can actually embed in medium because it's something that I had with Substack and I'm not going back to Substack. We've already talked about this. It's important. I got to have feedback, this back and forth. So anyway, how funny is that? There's no back and forth in a podcast, but you know what I'm saying, right? Anyway, we are here to talk about what's going on with medium. What's going on? Well, I can actually talk about this now. This was something that I never did before in Substack because I just couldn't figure it out. If there's any feedback I can offer to the Substack developers, it's, hey, it's great that you have the podcast, but how the heck do we listen to other people's podcasts? And how do we find articles that may be related to one another so that we can communicate and start to spark some dialogue? I already know how to do that on Medium. Unfortunately, I have my voice coming through now. I'm only hoping that this will be able to post directly on my post. <laughs> All right, so let's dive in. A couple things are going to get done today. And like always, no edits, no repeats, just raw writing. And I've been working on illustrating lately. It's not something that I've ever embraced in my life. In fact, I've been, I think, intimidated. No, definitely intimidated and afraid of the idea <laughs> to where I would draw stick figures and say, leave me alone. Don't look at what I have to draw. And I've since gotten over that. Let me take a sip of water. Thank you for letting me take a sip of water and thank you for listening. And for those who are tuning in for the first time, thanks. Please be sure if you do listen and enjoy this podcast to support it by either clapping, commenting and coming back, follow me. And if you sign up for the newsletters, I will be sure to send out an email anytime that I have the podcasts publishing. That is, of course, if it works, which it should, I'm imagining it will. Why? because the power of thought is immense. <laughs> okay, so what's going on in on Medium? Let's do a little of that. I wanted to talk a little bit about that before we dive in and discuss this beautiful artwork that's in front of me. I say it's beautiful because any creation is beautiful. Anytime you write, anytime you illustrate, anytime you express yourself through the physical body or through yourself, you are expressing art. And it's something to be celebrated and enjoyed. If you don't enjoy the process of writing, if you don't enjoy the process of creation, then you shouldn't be doing it. I really mean it because anybody want a peanut? Sorry, have to do it. It's that old princess bride in me. It's like, you know, we grew up watching these great films, the Rob Reiner films, Spinal Tap, the princess bride. These quotes stay with us. I'm saying us, they stay with me. The best years of my life were the 80s and 90s. I'm one of those old folks that had a chance to grow up in the prime of technology. And by that, I mean Nintendo, Genesis, Super NES, Dreamcast, on it goes. I had most of the consoles and they were great. They are great. In fact, I say they are great because they're being revived. You'll see them all the time being revived in speed runs. And for those who don't know what speedruns are, a speedrunner is a person who plays a video game from beginning to end 
with specific conditions that are announced ahead of time. And they try to do it as quickly as they can to break the world record or just for personal achievement. And it's so much fun. So you get to see you get to see this happen on twitch.tv when you look at games done quick. So check it out. Yeah. I said that really loud. <laughs> I'm still getting used to the microphone. Gotta work the mic. That's the thing. You gotta learn how to work the mic. See, one of the benefits I have with music is that I've learned somewhat to use how to work the mic, but, and when you have the SM, I think this is the 5B that I'm using, which is the broadcaster mic that you see everywhere on the most popular podcast because I'm a total poser and a sellout. Just kidding. I love good technology. This microphone is so direct that I have to be careful so as to not create plosives and which are these puh and buh sounds in the, in the microphone. While at the same time, when I get excited about things like speed running, I don't say it so loud, you know? Anyway, I love speed running. I love technology from the 80s and 90s. I talk about it a lot. I introduce it to my children whenever I can, and they love it. We watch speed runs together. My son speed runs Star Wars, Jedi Outcast, and Jedi Academy. He speed runs both of them. And my daughter is really fast at Super Mario Odyssey. She's super fast and she knows how to do all the special jumps and the stuff that I haven't figured out yet. It's like my children have been playing video games for less than a year. And I've been playing for, oh geez, I'm embarrassed to say it now, 40 plus years, 42 years. I think I started playing with the Atari 2600 back when it was 1980. I was born in 78. 8081 was when I first played Atari and it was game over. I mean, game on, but game over for my life <laughs> as far as aspirations for anything that had to do with writing or a professional career. I just wanted to play video games and I still do now. And in fact, everyone should know that life is the ultimate video game, the game of life. It's so cool because the controller is your thought. Whatever thoughts you choose to entertain becomes the controller that plays the game of life. Now, if you're not in alignment with your thoughts, in the alignment with love and things that you need that make you happy and serve the highest good of yourself and others, well, you're getting yourself in a situation where things are going to manifest more like a coin toss. You don't want that in your life. You want 100% certainty that your life's going to be peaceful and good because that's the way we were born. 100% good until we were flushed out of the womb. You know, we had perfection and everything was being handled all the way down to being fed intravenously by the umbilical cord. And so, yes, we are here in the munch, month, the munch, <laughs> the munchies of March. No, the month of March, which is dedicated to women, women's history. It shouldn't be dedicated to women's history so much as history has been really, really bad to women. So I don't want to recognize those elements. I want to recognize the good elements of women and what they've achieved. And so the way that you do that is you recognize those who are really pioneers, those who made significant social change. And so immediately Rosa Parks comes to mind 
Maya Angelou, Oprah, for the African-American women who have made incredible changes. And I think about Florence Scovel Shin in the early 1900s. She was empowering, empowering women through teaching them the power of thought. Ada Lovelace, she was the daughter of Lord Byron, who was the first celebrity. And she became the first computer programmer. And this was in the 1800s. We're talking about, I think, 1830, 1840. She was programming, no joke, and completely embedded in very detailed formulas with calculus. Brilliant. And she's been revived through Cardano Foundation. The Lovelace is the equivalent to the Bitcoin Satoshi, which is the value of any Bitcoin once you go into the decimal points. So there are these are the women that immediately pop up in my mind. Of course, there are millions and they should be celebrated. Humans should be celebrated for their achievements when it comes to technology because it's advanced so quickly. And humans should be celebrated for their advancements as far as our evolution with neural pathways and how they are connected now. We're about to launch into this incredible new stratosphere with the mind through the neural link. People are somewhat afraid. Even Elon Musk, who owns the company, is somewhat afraid because he sees how quickly artificial intelligence adapts. Well, here's what I can say. I don't believe that this is the end-all be-all of experience what we're experiencing right now. It's just such a consistent game where there are very few anomalies that based on our train of thought, which is just being distracted all the time by constant notifications and interruptions. And when you have constant notifications and interruptions, it leads you to this point where you don't really pay attention to the environment and the messages that are really meant for you. You don't understand the messages that are meant for you, which is we want you, the world wants you or the universe wants you. The one wants you to have peace and prosperity and abundance and health. And we find ourselves often in the exact opposite of these situations. And so it's my responsibility as a person of service to recognize those who wish to facilitate social change for the sake of us all living good lives. Every human being. Now we celebrate the month of March for women. We celebrate a single day in November for men. I say a single day because it's a lot different than 30. If we're talking about discrepancies, everyone, I've heard the, the, the talk say, hey, you know, well, all the other days are for men. No, we're, men are very much being forgotten. And I would like men to stick around at least long enough for people to understand that if men go away, you're not going to have garbage collectors, the large majority. I'm saying this for the large majority. You're not going to have the miners who are digging up all of the materials that are used for the cosmetic industry and are having roofs collapse on their head and they die. You don't hear about them in the news. Nope, you don't. Still put the makeup on. You know, we have men who are dying as firefighters, military, 90%. Law enforcement, 90%. It's the hazardous work jobs that men are working. And, you know, we get one day out of the year. Father's Day, people argue that we shouldn't even have it. I say we as men shouldn't have it. 
And I'm thinking to myself, what is the purpose? What's the purpose of that? Whenever you take something away from someone or whenever you try to say that we're in a competition, you're completely removing the collaborative element that could have existed between two humans and you're replacing it with a feeling that destroys the heart. People aren't understanding this. So I just keep saying it. Life is a boomerang. I got this from Florence Scovelshin. She taught me. I read her teachings from 1920. She's been saying it in her books that life is a boomerang. You get what you give. What goes around comes around. And I'm hearing all of these comments about how there's gender inequality with the pay gap. I've talked about it. I went on Zuli Reigns. Uh, I think that's her name, Zuli. You know, I'm still learning everyone here. I know there are quote unquote celebrities on Medium. I'm still trying to figure out what this is all about. So I just respond to people like a normal human being. And I responded to Zuli today. She hasn't responded, but I can tell you what I published. Uh, let's see here. Might as well do it while we're on the podcast. It's fun. We could do this now. So let's see. Hmm. Yeah. Here we'll begin this. I'm going to start it from the top. Okay. I'm just going to start from the top and I'm clicking through things right now so I can get this up and running. Zuli Rain wrote this tweet or sorry, she wrote this article on Medium that says this Twitter bot is calling out all the faux international women's day empowerment. That was the title. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely clicking on that right now. At this point, it has 505 claps, four comments. So came out yesterday. She's got some momentum. Anyway, I started reading through it. I read through the whole thing quickly. <laughs> I knew that I landed on a few things that I wanted to bring up specifically, and it had to do with the gender wage gap. And she was explaining that there is a bot that's responding anytime specific keywords are used that trigger the need for this bot to explain or shoot out a message about how the gender pay gap is significant and what that percentage is. So it's basically just automatically coming back and, and hammering someone, even if it's unrelated or hammer, hammering a business, even if it's unrelated with a response like this. And so that stood out to me. And this is how I replied. I said, there are so many things to discuss about the gender pay gap. So I'm just going to get to it. Is there an influence on paid based on gender? Yes. Is it the only variable? Not by a long shot. In many of these instances where there are studies done, there are folks working part-time, mostly women, being lumped into the same pool with folks working 80-plus hours, mostly men, and they take the total amount of money earned by gender and they average it into 40 hours like a 40-hour work week. I'll explain this to you, okay? I'm not reading right now. I was just before, but now I'm not. I'll explain this to you. So there's a book by Dr. Warren Farrell called The Myth of Male Power, and this book is very eye-opening. It was for me. Warren Farrell had a really strong connection with the feminist movement in, I want to say the seventies and the eighties was on Oprah, got recognized for his work. And as he was going through, he realized that there was not so much, I, I can't describe it as an overcorrection, but there was this realization that men were starting to slip between the cracks when it came to things like custody of children and having to pay for things, 
uh, the expectation of the gender role. Beyond this, it was talking about how men work the hazardous work jobs, how they're basically disposable. And no one really seems to care or even mention it. And the moment a woman dies, it's on the news. It's very important. And it's very, it's very moving because no one wants to see it. And it's an interesting perspective. No one wants to hear about it because it's shocking and it's terrible. Then why would it be glorified to see men getting blown to bits, watching Saving Private Ryan for three hours, people just getting blown away? Why would that be celebrated? We don't see a single death of a woman in that film. And yet we see, what, thousands, if not tens of thousands of people, men, being blown to bits in a historical event that's being reenacted. For film. You don't have to be dramatic. We knew how many deaths came from World War II. And it was all over. Death everywhere. You know, everywhere. But those who were fighting the wars, World War II, I looked at the death count. I actually went into the U.S. The United States actually posts all of their military uh, deaths, all of the casualties of war. I believe they have to for you know folks who are looking for their children or whatever it may be, family members. They want to find out specifics. And it gets broken down by gender and I believe... Uh, Let's see, it's gender and ethnicity. I believe that's how it's broken down. So I looked at it through gender, just men and women. It was very hard for me to find, but I had to look at female casualties during World War II. I think it was less than 10 that were reported. Of course, probably more occurred, but that was what was reported. Same thing with men in that not everything was reported, but the death toll was in the hundreds of thousands. So it's a significant difference, right? No one seems to know or talk about this, which speaks volumes. You don't have to argue it. It's like, okay, I'm saying this to all of you because it speaks volumes in itself. Just the statistics alone says that men are cannon fodder and it's totally fine to blow them up. Yet the moment a woman dies, it's like a huge tragedy, you know, which it is because any death is a huge tragedy. It doesn't matter who it is. Man, woman, child, tragedy. Always. And if people don't see it that way, then they need to reorganize their thought process because they're giving permission for people to die if they're not. So it's important to talk about. Anyway, I'm going to get back to this. I was talking about how it was a 40-hour work week where all these wages were being piled in because... You have some women that are working 24, 25 hours a week, part-time. Some men that are working full-time, two jobs, 80-plus hours a week. They take all the money that's earned and throw it in to a 40-hour formula and separate it by gender. What does this do? Well, first of all, it really cuts women short in this instance because if they're working part-time and they're not making as much as a 40-hour job, a week, then it looks like they're making a lot less. And for men, it looks like they're making a lot more because they're working 80 hours. All the same, it gets thrown in as men make more than women. Don't argue it because it's all about gender, nothing else. And that's where my argument comes in because the moment that people say it's the only reason why is because of gender, 
is when I know there's total bias and there's an agenda behind it. And the agenda is complicated, but it has to do with the elimination of a man's man's voice. Because if you can eliminate a voice like this, then it's very easy to steamroll a society. Very easy. We know this through history itself. You remove a man's voice, you remove his ability to voice concerns, and then you got you got the steamroller coming in. Game over. Okay, so we'll see, you know. I'm hoping that my voice is heard for the sake of children above all else. Not men, not women. Children, they are the priority over all else. I don't care what anyone says. We talk about women's empowerment during this month. I'm talking about the empowerment of children. They should be educated well, which is to be taught from day one that their thoughts create their reality. They're already coming out of the womb, surviving based on that, which is, man, I got to make this work now or I'm dead. That's what a baby knows. I've got to start sucking on this milk or I'm dead. So they learn right away that their thoughts create their reality. Those thoughts lead to specific reactions. Crying leads to being fed. Okay, I'm now surviving. We learn these instincts from day one. Make no mistake about it. We've actually learned them before then. Development in the womb has all to do with this. It's just more autonomic. Anyway, let's get back to this article. Any, This is reading now. Anyone knows that when you take this math, it skews it. Makes it look like men are getting paid a lot more. And well, they are because they're working more hours. That leads to more money being made. It is a very important variable missing. These same men working 80 plus hours a week are also paying most of the bills. They're working two jobs because they have a family to care for. Mom works part-time to care for the children because affording daycare is not an option. And so it goes. More variables than gender are in play. Women have more dispensable cash than men. It's never mentioned in these discussions. Why do women have more dispensable income? Someone else must be paying. It's logical. It's the one who gets paid too much. Something needs to be done about it. It's a travesty, right? And this shall go on and on until folks just realize that we need to work together as family, as friends, as husbands and wives, as colleagues, as writers, as readers as listeners life is a boomerang there it is we get what we give if a bot is responding to every single post with this type of propaganda which is what it is it's blanketing social media with posters anytime someone says the right trigger words and that is a disgrace to freedom of speech it's akin to a child that cannot wait his or her turn to speak and speaks louder than everyone else for the sake of breaking the energy down to a grinding halt without a care. Now, let's throw in the argument about how most of the world's CEOs are men. It's true. What's also true is that most of the world's CEOs are married with children. The spouse the CEO is married to can, without warning, cheat on the CEO spouse, leave their CEO spouse with custody of the children, and half of the CEO spouse's money and stock options. Who is in a position of power in that scenario, the CEO, because he has to answer texts and phone calls 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and has no life other than obsession? 
A CEO is a very specific position that requires someone to be literally insanely obsessed with peak experience to where they can be no slowdown. It must be all work. That is not for everyone. Women have the choice. How many men do you see married to women CEOs? Tell me where I can sign up for the dating app. <laughs> so that's how I responded. I'm laughing because it's like dramatic, but at the same time, it's also making a point. And so I got a response and this was from Jamie Ratib, who has four followers, mind you. <laughs> Jamie Ratib responded and said, a lot to unpack here, so I won't try to unpack it all. Well, why not? That's my question. Is your point that men work more hours and get paid more? If so, generally the reporting accounts for this. So not sure holds water. Also, the fact men work longer hours is due to gender stereotyping in the first place. Women have been generally restricted from being able to rise to positions such as CEO by a system set up by men. By not taking on a fair share of the other non-work responsibilities as childcare men perpetuate these challenges such as childcare, men perpetuate these challenges. And lastly, what the fuck has cheating got to do with anything? I haven't seen any evidence that women cheat on their spouses more than men, so don't see the point in you bringing it up. Have a nice day, though. Oh, I really feel that. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, so I replied, and this is why the podcast is fun, because I can go back and forth, and you can go read the articles and determine for yourself what you think. Here's what I said in reply. Thanks for replying, Jamie. I'm having a great day. Thank you. You too. There are many variables in play here outside of gender. None of them should be discounted, and the list is long. That said, we can unpack it here in comments and get Zuli paid for playing ping pong on her table, or you can just read Dr. Warren Farrell's male, Myth of Male Power and see all of the variables in plain view. It's not just gender, though gender plays a role, but not as a sole variable or in the way that most see, and here's why. In general, men are taught from a very young age to compete, and when it comes time to prove oneself through work and profession, this same mentality and drive applies. Men are ruthless in a competitive workplace because it's the way they were taught, in general. That said, women are taught from a very young age to look attractive. Girls become women, and they're taught to look attractive for the purpose of attracting a rich, successful man. It's every Disney movie scenario now being applied to the game of life. Same woman enters a competitive workplace, and suddenly there is confusion. Roles don't align the way they used to. She's told to look pretty, but she wants to be recognized for her skill. Men are already complete competing. Excuse me. Men are already competing, pushing hard to advance. They are prepared to, for the work environment. They've had practice. It leads to promotions. It leads to merit awards. It leads to success. And this leads to compensation. I think most will agree on that. And it has to do with gender. But it's not just gender. It has to do with social, social roles and where you grew up. It has to do with nepotism and who you know and what college and prep school you went to. All of this applies and it's not being taken into consideration with the statistics, yes, studies are pooling money together, money earned by gender into a standard 40-hour work week and it skews the numbers, yes. Cheating, in the example that I used, 
has the fuck to do with the fact that the majority of the world's CEOs are men and the fact that women mention it all the time, especially this time of year. Out of those CEOs, which are mostly men, many are married with children. I already explained this in my previous comment. Now you have the resources to dig deeper. These men can be easily cheated on by their spouses who are in large majority female, which places these women in great positions of power. In some cases, a divorce can make you a billionaire. Just go check out Mackenzie Scott. She's the third richest woman in the world as a result of a divorce. A woman can topple a family in a minute. By the way, Mackenzie Scott is, I'm not saying anything wrong about her. She donated almost three, $3 billion last year to charities. Of course, she made 60 plus billion from the divorce with Jeff Bezos, but you know, she gives. <laughs> she gives what she gets. <laughs> you know, all right. Anyway, a woman can topple a family in a minute. That's, it's all to say that. She'll be, re- she'll be awarded custody of the children. All she has to do is call a lawyer and say, quote, irreconcilable differences. Let me know when I have custody of the children and when half of his assets are in my bank account. That's what the fuck this has to do with my point, Jamie. Say the words next time. Fully express yourself. They show the real intention behind the message, don't they? And I suggest everyone read the mail of myth, the myth of male power. That's a, that's a tough one for me today. I don't know why the myth of male power. It's probably because I have no power in saying it. Just kidding. By Dr. Farrell. It will open your eyes. And for the record, I advocate for families more than anything else. I advocate for the children that are affected by all of this back and forth when families should be united, working together and pooling resources for the sake of social mobility and peace. I left it at that. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what's going on in the world of medium right now, at least as far as anything that could be considered controversial. And I've published a few things today. So you should have some fun with this. You know, some of this stuff is is cool stuff that I remember learning about 10 years ago when I started getting into yoga. One of them in particular, if you go, excuse me, I'll post a link for this in the same podcast episode uh, link in the article. I'm going to post it. But we have an article here that you can find that has to do with moon cycles. It's called Moon Cycles 101, and it was published in Know Thyself, Heal Thyself. And it's a very simple article. You know, I wanted to make it simple to where it tells you how to let go of what no longer serves you, depending on the moon cycles, and then when to bring things into your life, depending. And and that's great. Just the basics. You know, the moon has a huge influence over the earth. And the earth is the same amount of water that the human body is composed of the same amount of water. So to think that the moon has no influence over the human body is, is an error (laughs) to say the least. And I go into that in the article and teach you the tools that you can embrace to empower yourself. Okay. So that's one. What else is going on here? A lot of illustrations. I'm so grateful that Denise from the Lark who, who founded the Lark, the publication on poetry has accepted my application and I had my first article published there a day ago in the Lark and it's called, Oh, how the cold tries. So go give it a shot. Check it out. 
and I've been getting into making NFTs. This is the big thing. I've been minting a lot of NFTs this week. I think I minted close to 25 this week, and I'm going to keep minting more on OpenSea.io. And I'll be posting this these links through the... Um, this is a coin, uh, a Bitcoin-based publication. Oh, it's called... Uh, what is it called? <laughs> oh, it's all good until this moment in time when I have to think about coin monks. <laughs> there it is. Coin monks accepted me, or they came to me actually. It was really grateful. I got this message yesterday asking if I could publish some of my design work in there, which has these beautiful il illustrations, I think, in coin monks. And so I have that going on, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, a number of new publications that I have been accepted into. So you should expect a lot of things from me to kind of be peppered out there and mostly short form for the sake of just keeping it enjoyable. And when you want to have something that's more long winded, you can listen to my voice. I think that's going to work better from now on. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. You'll have a chance to see the night of Lovelace today, which is the night of coins in Tarot. I'm working on the illustration now, and I'm just now in the beginning of scanning the first draft so I, the first layer of the sketch so i have that scanned it's looking nice i'm excited about it it's gonna have a camel in it which is cool i had to figure out how to draw a camel i'm still figuring it out <laughs> anyway with a person on top and i did that writing and we have the you'll see the illustration anyway it's it's here in this article and i hope you enjoy it this is what's been going on i've been kind of taking a step back a big step back with typewriting because I wrote every single day for an entire year and I wrote 10 pages minimum on a typewriter every single day for an entire year and I accumulated over 42 novels written which broke the world record for the most novels written in a year it was previously held by Barbara Cartland who wrote 23 books in 1977 and so I broke that record last year as a result of this discipline and I said to myself you know I'm going to send this out there for my birthday I, I built this continuous chain of momentum of just grinding I grinded through the, the worst of situations in Mexico really I got to tell you I was writing through earthquakes I wrote through COVID I wrote through all of this shit I nearly died from COVID I know I did I know I nearly died I was on my deathbed and I was so close to, to really just hanging it up. I was coughing up a lung. I lost my sense of smell, my sense of taste. I was really fucked up. And so I kept going and I did my best. I got through it. I got through it every single day. I wrote 10 pages. I didn't miss a day. And I'm really proud of that. And it's there in, in the results. I became a much stronger writer as a result. I became a much better orator. I have the ability to speak without a script. I can do it all the time now. And so I can speak about the benefits of it. And so I decided to put it down. I typed so hard for such a long period of time and it was a lot of catharsis. And so I let it go and it's been this incredible freeing feeling to now be focusing on the illustrations instead. Even though, you know, I, I branded a mortal type. I, I list myself on Medium as William Vincent Carlton and a mortal type is part of me. You can go to immortaltype.com and it's see, see at least a large portion of the year starting from the end of June until December 24th, the last day of Saturnalia. 
I wrote every day and published on there, on Substack. It was wild because I didn't, I wasn't engaging enough with the community. I didn't know how to do it. I, I wasn't doing it right. And now I'm doing it and it feels good. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. My understanding is I have a limited amount of time that I can speak. I think it's two hours per month, though I may increase that if there's response. So please tell me if you like this podcast, leave a comment. Let me know what you think. I know some of the things that I've said have been controversial or could be considered controversial. At the end of the day, I'm tired. I'm just kind of really tired of people pinning one another against, pinning each other against one another for the sake of competition or saying someone has more than the other and this and that. No, you see, it's all there on the buffet table. You just have to decide what you want. The universe would never deny you any of the things that you want. But if you're thinking about things not working out for you for four decades, like I did, it was 42 years of me thinking things are not working out for me and still trying to be a good person to people. I was going around just rubbing against the, the grind all my life. And so I can tell you over the course of a few months of just changing your mindset to understand that what you think becomes real and to take responsibility for everyone in your, in your environment as someone who's there co-creating with you, the more you offer that person love and understand that they're there interacting with you to send you a message to let you know if you find the real truth in this message, which is love, if you find it through love, then you will be bestowed unbelievable gifts and synchronicities that are a catalyst of love. And that's what I want for everyone. And I will continue to speak in this way so that we can get there. I'll believe that we'll all be there. People don't believe this either, but there is so much space on this earth for at least 10 billion people, if not a lot more. And we have the ability to create enough food to feed more than 15 billion. Unfortunately, eight to 10 of those billions of people that we could have fed go to feeding animals that we slaughter to eat for the sake of the luxury of having meat on our table. And the biggest lie that's ever been told, the biggest uh, <laughs> propaganda you'll ever hear is that we must eat meat to survive. No, it's not the case. If you say that, if you think that, if you believe that, you will be that. Make no question about it. It all comes down to what you decide. So just know that now. And if you see your world kind of hammering down on you, those are the hardest moments where you, you know, where I say this now and then you have a hard time. And you're like, what the fuck was William saying? He's, it's bullshit. It may work for him because he's lucky. No, no. It works for me because I do really hard work on it. Really hard work. You don't know how many times I've wished to blame people. And then I realize they're just my reflection. If I do that, I will receive the same blame in return. I don't want that shit. I want it so far away from my life. So I have to think to myself, what is it that I can give immediately, every day? And Medium provides that. You can just keep giving over and over and over. You can give comments. You can give claps. You can give articles. You can give podcasts. Now you can give videos. You can keep giving and giving and giving all of the skills, all of the, the tricks of the trade that you've learned over the years. You can share them. You can give them to people and this will improve their lives. 
And this is what I'm realizing now. When I first started back in December, really getting into medium thinking, I'm only going to write the stuff that I like because it's my life. Damn it. But that serves no one. That serves no one. It serves people to talk about really hard issues during women's history month. And for me not to say it well, you know, for me to put it out there and say, there's no repeats and no edits. So you can hear the rawness of my voice and know that I made it this far as a result of survival. It's because I need to be present in my children's lives. And I am, I am right now, right now, just because they're not present in the room doesn't mean I'm not present in their lives. That's the biggest mistake to make as a parent. Do not feel guilty if you have to make sacrifices for your family. Do not. That will bury you. Instead, see it as a step in the direction of moving closer to them, as opposed to a step away in order to move away. Anytime you blame people, you're stepping away from that which is most important in your life. Don't forget that. I love you. I'm sending love. I'm sending, you know, here's the other thing. If you need something in your life, regardless of what it is, put it in the comments, please say what it is you're really, really praying for so that we can believe it as real in that moment and we can materialize it for you. This is another way for me to serve you. If you align yourself with the law of attraction and work with me, we will co-create and we will make it happen faster. I want that for everyone. If we get a group of people working on manifesting things for people that really, really need it and want it, then we'll make it happen fast and it will just snowball. And before you know it, we'll have people looking at each other in the light of love for the first time in a very long time. And I want that more than anything else. Thanks for listening to me as I offer a little minor snort before I end this. <laughs> Thanks for listening. My name is William Vincent Carlton. You've been listening to Immortal Types podcast. This is number one for medium. And I'm so happy that you've been here to listen. So come back soon and let me know what you think in the comments. God bless you. Be well. Remember, think well. The following podcast is well. brought to you by Buzzsprout well. Podcasting Services. God bless. And is hosted by Medium.com. Thanks for listening. Hope to see you soon. <laughs>